On November 13th, a bomb was detonated on Istanbul's Istiklal Avenue, a busy shopping street. Six people were killed, 81 injured, many of them grievously. It was a hideous and inexcusable crime. As of this recording, nobody has claimed responsibility for the attack. However, Turkey appears to have decided on a perpetrator, the Kurdish Workers' Party, commonly known by the initials PKK. Earlier this week, Turkey's air force embarked upon what it called Operation Claw Sword, a series of airstrikes against Kurdish targets in Iraq and Syria. Turkey claims that its drones and fighter jets destroyed 89 targets, though was light on detail regarding what these targets were. Turkey's Ministry of Defence embracing the asinine gloating which has regrettably migrated from social media to diplomacy crowed, payback time, these scoundrels are being held to account for their treacherous attacks. Turkey is also, to judge by recent remarks by President Recep Tayyip Erdogan, considering some sort of land offensive into northern Syria. This would be Turkey's fourth such incursion since 2016. The Syrian Observatory for Human Rights claimed that the raids on Syria this week killed at least 35 people. We have been on top of the terrorists for a few days with our planes, cannons and drones. God willing, we will root out all of them soon with our tanks, artilleries and soldiers. Know this! The PKK have denied responsibility for the bombing of Istiklal Avenue. However, Turkey is within its rights to retort that the PKK does not lack form for this sort of thing. The PKK has been sporadically fighting Turkey for an independent Kurdish homeland since the 1980s, has been responsible for thousands of civilian deaths and is justified listed as a terrorist group by the US, UK, EU and many others. Sweden understands that Turkey has been involved in a long and bloody fight against PKK terrorism and that thousands of Turks have been victims of this struggle. I want to be clear here as well. Sweden considers the PKK a terrorist organization and so does the EU and so does the United States. Conversely, the PKK might well answer that they are not necessarily the only suspects and that Turkey has been known to leap to conclusions in similar circumstances before. Istiklal Avenue was attacked previously in November 2016, leaving at least five dead, including the suicide bomber, and 36 injured. Turkish authorities initially blamed the PKK before the bomber was identified as a Turk acting on behalf of Islamic State. It is also the case that the PKK are not the only Kurdish militant organisation. Also in 2016, a series of deadly bombings in Istanbul and Ankara was perpetrated by the Kurdistan Freedom Hawks, or TAK, a bracingly hardcore splinter faction who regard the PK actual K as pusillanimous compromisers. So what is Turkey up to?
The official line has been declaimed by Defence Minister Hulusi Akar, who said, Our aim is to ensure the security of our 85 million citizens and our borders and to retaliate for any treacherous attack on our country. Which, in fairness, does sound like the sort of thing that Defence Forces should be doing, and the case for so doing is unarguably strengthened by other incidents this week. Rockets launched from northern Syria landed in the Turkish border town of Kakamas, striking a school and houses and killed three people, and six Turkish police officers were wounded by a similar attack on a border post. However, as has demonstrably been the case with Turkey's previous invasions of Syria, it is less than entirely clear what the end game, or indeed the point, would be. Four decades and change of war with the PKK has not defeated or destroyed the organisation. Added to which, the PKK do not appear to be Turkey's only target. Turkey's air raids also targeted the Kurdish People's Protection Units, or YPG, a key ally of the United States, and it might reasonably be argued Turkey, in the ongoing struggle against what remains of Islamic State. If that sounds confusing, it is only because it is. It has been a distinguishing feature of Syria's war that pretty much everybody involved is at some level fighting against the same people they're fighting alongside. One Turkish drone strike this week reportedly hit a Kurdish position actually inside a Russian base, which means that Turkey, a member of NATO, bombed an ally, a fellow alliance member, the United States, which was being sheltered by Russia, NATO's chief antagonist, but also Turkey's ally except when it isn't. And that's the simple version. In this specific instance, it is at least plausible that Erdogan is preparing to give the order because he can. The two other concerned parties that might otherwise be expected to suggest that he doesn't, the United States and Russia, have other interests to balance. The United States still needs Turkey to ratify the accession of Sweden and Finland to NATO. Russia wants Erdogan to win June's presidential election. And the grim reality underpinning all of the above is that, as Erdogan well understands, taking a swing at the Kurds is a broadly consequence-free option. The perennially luckless Kurds, possibly the world's largest stateless nation, may shortly have cause for further recourse to their well-worn fatalistic aphorism. No friends but the mountains. For Monocle24, I'm Andrew Muller.